comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Blurred lines! The only blurred line I know is our border with Mickey <laughs> You know you want it? Oh, Alright. Episode 346. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Silly Putty. That's why I upgraded to the Roku 3. Nice. That's a true story. You still have a Roku? Yeah. I went I to the you Roku didn't need a Roku anymore. Three. No, I went to the Roku 3 because you need a Roku to run uh, Aereo on it. How's your dongle? Oh, dongle. Still have it, but I've used it maybe one other time. Yeah. I, I, the dongle was fun. It's just everything that you can do on the dongle, you can do in the Roku, and I used it. It's Roku not like a, it was a one-time expense for the dongle. Yeah. It's not a subscription. You know what else they have is an HDMI cable that yeah. you can just hook up. Yes. From your computer to your TV. Yes. It does the same thing. Yes. But with the dongle, you don't need the HDMI cable. But with the with the HDMI cable, uh-huh. you don't need the dongle. True. Hmm. So got that going for you. <laughs> Which is Which nice. Which is nice. So they Thank dropped you. the price of the Roku 3, 10 bucks, and a friend of mine, she wants to buy my old one, so I'm selling her my old one, and I got the new one. And with this new one, I can play Angry Birds. Wait a minute. So you're not joking? No. You were serious about that? Yeah. I bought the Roku 3. I'm, uh, I'm shocked. I'm not offended or hurt. I'm just kind of shocked. <laughs> That's how I roll. Sometimes I'll just I'll buy things. That's awesome. What's that like? <laughs> Uh, I have to make great. my things out of wood usually. <laughs> is that why your computer? I do a lot smolders? of whittling. Yeah. Well, it, it's tough is to that watch. Why your stove? It it's not easy to watch TV when uh, to watch TV you have to whittle 30, uh, 30 plates a second mm-hmm. out of wood. It's 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 much tougher than it sounds. <laughs> I mean, you're sure you, you think to yourself, no problem. Thirty of these every second, I can do that. You know, but to make the, I mean. It's hard not to have any continuity errors, you know, between frames mm-hmm. when you're when you're whittling that fast. Yeah. So, you know. And then, you know, you got to hand paint them. Obviously. Oh, well, I mean, unless you yeah. are okay with black and white, which I right. am personally, but And see, I'm I'm okay with black and white. I know people in my life that have mental blocks against watching mouth, anything in black quick, and white. And uh, I don't agree with them. So <laughs> Hey, I recently... Episode 345, wow. is that what this is? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Or 346. For 346. 346, 7890. That means yeah. you've only got yeah. three yeah. more episodes to decide mm-hmm. if you want to participate in the big 350. That's right. 
Are we keeping you up, Frank? Man, it's like it's nine o'clock, people, in the PM. Yeah, weeknight. Yeah, let's. uh, So let's let's do. How do you not? How do you? Brad has a crazy schedule. But you, what time does your day start? Uh, I get out of bed uh, at uh, six a.m. Okay, what time do you go to bed? Um, this week it's been somewhere between. Typical, not this week. Typical. Typical is twelve thirty or so. Twelve thirty. Okay. I don't do that. I'm lucky to get five hours of sleep a night. I like to I like to be in bed around ten. Because apparently I believe in this, do, this. You have to do the wind down. I like to read in bed. This nutty concept that uh, sleeping you're dead. You know that thing. No. Why? When I'm dead, you know what I'm gonna do when I'm gonna, uh, dead? I'm gonna play my harp, jamming out, going places I've never been because I'm dead. I mean, I'm gonna be doing all that stuff. Jamming. Start with me, yeah. Franklin. You should jam on the harp. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when you're dead, that's when you're going to be doing stuff. You need to sleep during this time, baby. Well, this is Frank right before he dies. Here's well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. Here's uh, here's one problem with not sleeping oh. enough. Sleeping is uh, when your brain basically uh, flushes itself. And if you don't sleep enough, you don't get rid of enough of the junk from your brain. And uh, we it have starts found getting clogged out up. What's going on yeah. with Bill? Bill, yeah. you need twelve hours of sleep. Uh, I need twelve hours of sleep. If that's actually going to happen, I have no idea. It just doesn't get any better than this. Oh, speaking of better than this, yeah. I saw Carrie the remake. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it? Ooh. I, would, I never saw the first one, but I would see this one because I like Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, it's been years since I've seen the original. So a lot. Of, so people had to remind me a couple things about it. I did read the comparison between the book and this movie. This movie is very true to the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very true. In fact, I may go so far as to say maybe truer than the original movie. Truer uh, than the book itself. Yes. The book left a lot of things out of the that's, book. That's not but easy the movie, to do. Uh, a lot of people re- don't know, but the book was based on the 2013 movie. Whoa. Whoa. Which is weird. Yeah. They do that these days a little more often than they used to. Time there travel. There is some time travel involved. I mean, ever since they invented time travel back mm-hmm. in 1989, which we okay. all know. Callum Reeves involved somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know how he knows things. And why he won't pass along stock tips to us <sighs> just infuriates me to this day. Somebody but, got a message. But the movie is mm. very good. Um, they really kept it PG-13. They didn't kind really? of push those those boundaries of, uh, of what scary? they possibly could get to. There were a couple like, huh? Moments, but not terrifying. Chloe, the girl who plays Carrie, the actress Chloe, what's her name? Grace Moretz, hit girl. She, yeah. she does a great job. By the way, it makes me nuts. Uh, Kick A two was at the Dollar Theater for two weeks and it was gone. Yeah, I had oh, plans yeah. to go see it the second week. And I decided to delay those plans because I had a buddy that I thought was coming <laughs> in town. Turns out he didn't. So um, I didn't get to go see it, and I thought, nah, it's okay. I'll just go see it, like, Friday or something. How could this happen to me? <laughs> Tell me about it. So I've still not seen uh, K.A. Dose, and that kind of makes it. me a little bit nuts. I liked it more than the first one. I wanted to see it in the stinking big theater when it first came out, and then I thought, okay, I'll just wait another month, and it'll be at the Dollar Theater. I believe fine. the correct pronunciation is theater. Theater. Okay. Or so cinema. I, I just mispronounced Cine- three cinema. words in one sentence. <laughs> so I was going to go to the cinema and enjoy this go. fine uh, uh, film, and... Um, 
that sucker disappeared from the dollar theater two weeks in. It's like, really? Was it selling that poorly that even the dollar theater doesn't have room for it? <laughs> so That's when you know I'm, you've hit rock bottom so when the dollar like, theater doesn't want you. Yeah, so now it's like, okay, well, when the heck do I, you know, go ahead and, you know, just suck it up and go find a red box or something? I don't know, man. I, but I, 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 I like how you get mad at red box for, because it's like, it's like, dang it, they charge you for every day you have that movie out. Dang <laughs> you. Actually, my big beef with Redbox, and they didn't, they didn't do this when they first started out, but now uh, they've clearly got deals. I Maybe this is one of those things that this is how they keep the movie companies happy. Right. Um, by only renting you. This is not a big surprise to anybody who's ever been to a Redbox. But the they have a different version of the movie that you rent at Redbox. It is the disc with nothing but the movie on it. There are no extras. Um, there might be subtitles or something, but uh, um, but there's this, the disc is nothing, nothing but the movie. I have never and used that, Redbox. That bums me out. I, I use it semi-frequently. Well, I mean, show me where... Uh, uh, I'm not really that interested in... Uh, in ordering on-demand stuff, because number one, they want like six bucks to rent, you know, something in HD. And let's face it, streaming HD is nice. And you know, if it's on, you know, if it's on the Science Channel or, or Discovery or, or Cartoon Network or whatever, I'm okay with it. But it's not as high quality as a stinking Blu-ray disc. It's just it's at those. That's physics, you know. There we go. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Carl. So, you know, I would rather watch, I would rather rent something from Redbox than, you know, for a buck fifty than order it online for six and the quality not be as good as what you get from yeah, the Blu-ray. Yeah, he's right. So, tell me if I'm wrong. It depends on the movie. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to get extras if you rent it video on demand anyway. Well, I mean, if it's like a, a kind of a schlocky, like, I don't know, romantic comedy, yeah. I don't care if that's, By that's the way, high def. You know, I just want to. I yeah. just want to watch it and enjoy yeah, it. But, see, you know, I, if it's action packed. I'm not watching. Yeah. I'm not watching SD garbage. Oh, but I miss, uh, and, and I miss standard. As an aside, so I had a, uh, a guy who I think I trust. I may find Four out by soon. Three. He oh. said that he said the movie Forty Three was actually pretty funny. Dumb. Hey. I know that movie. Hmm? What movie? It's that? uh it, the movie got terrible reviews. It's a um, it's. It's a list of Hollywood stars, almost kind of a this is the end kind of thing, where it's just like, dang, everybody's in this movie. Oh, that's the, but it's that's a bunch that. of shorts or something. I, I'm I'm not sure, but uh, the commercials look promising. And when I found out the movie got like you know one percent on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, it's like okay, but you know critics are. And um, so this, uh, this this buddy uh, John um, said that uh, he. He and he and the wife he rented the movie, and um, they uh, basically uh, uh, laughed almost all the way through it. I said, "Cool," because I, I, I had, that movie had some interest for me. But of course, it's not in a red box either. So, you know, sh- will you please <laughs> show me where the nearest blockbuster is to my house? Because I would go there Back too. In my day, we'd go down. Well, you to know, the what? blockbuster. I'll pay, yeah. I'll pay five bucks to rent it for five days, and you get a freaking disc that has the extras on it. Yeah, I would do that. You could do that if you wanted to. Is there literally, is there even a video rental store? I mean, I, I see them when I go to other towns. They, but we I don't have, know. In Dallas, we have something called Blockbuster Media. Okay. It's one store. Really? It's on the corner of Greenville and Lover's. Okay. Because I still uh, see video stores like in small towns and stuff, but... Well, this one has, um, it's on a very busy corner. There's a lot that happens there, and I never see traffic there. It's across from my grocery store, so 
That's why I... I'm officially typing in uh, Blu-ray Rental 75093, and now I'm going to let it correct me. Did you mean Blu-rays in two words? Yeah, fine, whatever. Ha <laughs> ha. So Red Box, uh, first result is Red Box Locations, um, which I don't need. The second estimate, or uh, the second uh, result on uh, Google is uh, something off the Zillow website, which I know for a fact is where you look at uh, houses. Uh, so I don't get that. Uh, the, uh, fifth result is, uh, I don't know exactly what this means. Bonsai drive number 3236 Plano, Texas, my zip code, uh, apartments for rent. I'm trying to figure out how, what is that? How does that equate to Blu-ray rental? Uh, anybody, anybody, maybe I need to look for video rental store or something. Then see if it come out this drive. Dude, I'm paying. No, I'm no. paying for the pizza. Now, Brad, you okay. wanted to. You had something you wanted to talk about. I saw a couple movies I could mention. Yeah. Oh, let me finish on Carrie. Julianne Moore stole the movie. Whoa. I've always liked her. I think she's really Dude, good at her stuff. Great. It says job. there's a Blockbuster Express on Park and Parker. I don't get that. What is it talking about? Cool, dude. How do I order? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to have to look. What What is a Blockbuster Express, Frank? It's a kiosk like a red box. Oh, so it's going to be the same stupid uh, mm-hmm. movie only. That doesn't help at all. So I guess I'd go to the friggin' movie trading company, which movie trading company is great, by the way, and I dig it. But It's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is. It is amazing. and uh, you know. I'm pretty but then what do you that. do after you have the movie? Then you're just stuck with it. Well, I think in the movie trading company, you can rent or purchase. Uh, which Dude, I totally want one. <laughs> <laughs> That's greatness. Oh, man. I, uh, by the way, I, I've, I know I've said by the way too many times this episode, so I apologize deeply and humbly to Why you, did, the listener. I don't get hmm? that. What? I just saw, well, okay. So I just saw this commercial. So yes. I started. No, 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 no. But no, it was tangent, for I dare you. I love this kind of stuff. And so the guy was had a hamburger mm-hmm. in a sandwich. Okay. A hamburger in his hand. And he was pretending to eat it. He was going, putting it on the side of his mouth and going, ow, ow, ow. Pretending like, to like eat Pac-Man. It. Yeah. Why not eat it? Why? I don't. I, <laughs> well, I probably have to watch it in context. Yeah. The sound on. That's true. It we just, don't have any context. <laughs> we're enjoying a lovely, uh, we're enjoying the, a lovely football game in the background on my 19-inch uh, TV in the kitchen. Yeah. The, um, the San the Diego cats versus the tuberculosis the tbs mm-hmm. who's playing hmm? no it's tuberculosis that's it. yes it's the yeah it's the tuberculosis whooping coughs oh. yes good team i love that team uh, that are, no no i'm sorry a very long time i'm sorry that's the dry heaves oh okay yeah so that's the name of your cheerleader right dry heaves. right the dry heaves there's a reason for that i'm not sure what it is though sports it's the reason is sports. Love Thank sports. you, Frank. Problem solved. <laughs> that feels good, doesn't it? You don't understand you're talking. You got to draw on pictures, but make sure you use a lot of bright colors. That's about the only way you can ever catch his eyes. <clears throat> I saw two movies. Well, really, I saw one and a half movies. Okay. Um, the first one was a half a movie. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. One night at work, I work two to ten on the weekdays. And one night at work, we ordered pizza from a local mom-and-pop restaurant. Pizza pie. Tease. And 
It's usually very good, mm-hmm. but it was sitting kind of heavy on me. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking some tums while I was still at work, oh. and my friend Kevin, right? Did you ever do? Did you ever go just? Oh, probably. At one point. Probably. Uh, my friend Kevin, he texts me and says, "Want to go see Captain Phillips after you get off work?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do actually. Right. It's the one with Tom Hanks." Yeah, I like Tom Hanks. Yes, I like his work. He's got a good resume. Have you heard Cast of the away. Con- Have you heard of the controversy surrounding that movie? No. Do you like my pronunciation first? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so I said, "Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go see that." So the Tums kind of helped with the. Good. With the stomach thing going on. So the popcorn and Skittles? Um, I didn't have any of that. T- oh, it's disappointing. Um, so we get there, and about an hour in, I realize I am about to throw up. Because it was a lot of handheld, uh, shaky oh, cam. wow. They're on the boats in well, the it ocean. Is, it is Paul Greengrass, right? I mean, he... I don't know, but... He's the same guy that did the Bourne movies and Flight 93. Yeah, which was... A, uh, Born movies was a lot of that too. Yeah, well, but this was this took place on the water. Well, he almost okay? tries to do it documentary style. Which My is mother suffers from feel. vertigo. Okay, and I inherited I, a small percentage of that nonsense. I don't get seasick, but I definitely get the height. Vertigo I get motion stuff. sickness. Whoa. I've had to leave a movie twice. In my movie watching career, the uh, first one was Cloverfield. Okay, because yeah, of yeah, shaky yeah. cam, and yeah. I got motion sickness. What a Blair Witch? No, uh, okay. Captain Phillips. When uh, I had to leave oh, wow. an hour in, I turned to Kevin and I said, dude, I have to leave because I can't watch any more of this. I'm either going to leave now or I'm going to throw up in your lap. And or, he, said, <laughs> he said, no, it wasn't that at all. It was, <laughs> I was very nauseated and it was the, the shaky cam yeah. and you know, there was a lot of, you, the cameraman was on the boat as oh, it yeah. was going across the waves. And oh yeah. So I just, I liked the heck out of what I saw. But I could only watch a half an hour, so you didn't uh, just an hour of it before I. You just go out, get some fresh air, and then go back in no, for round two. No, no, okay. I drove home. Okay, and immediately threw up all of my pizza. You inception. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that that is a waste of a perfectly good pizza. It was. I um, had a uh, a I friend ju- of mine yeah. did watch that whole movie, yeah. and okay. she liked it. But the second half takes place in a lifeboat. And she says, man, there's just a lot of talking and nothing happening. Really? There's a lot of yelling. Oh, dear. Kevin said he place. ended up joining, uh, enjoying the whole thing. Um, I wanted to watch it. I liked what I saw, but I literally was was sick to my stomach. Yeah. What, uh, it, made me ma- it makes me so mad when that happens. It makes me so mad. Um, turns out that uh, Captain Phillips, the, the real guy, um, was basically nothing like they... Uh, portray him in the movie really yeah it was uh it was his um okay here's uh isn't that to be expected though when when well, you don't when you just buy the story rights to something and you don't know the person there are not a media sensation yeah. you know there's no okay. already portrayal of him in the media well this is um uh this is the new york this is a new york post article so i i get it people i get it people it's not the inquirer and it's also not the Wall Street Journal. Um, Dateline, October 13th. Headline, crew members, colon, Captain <laughs> Phillips is one <laughs> big <laughs> lie. Really? Uh, yes. Um, uh, Phillips, uh, uh, one crew member, uh, uh, these crew members uh, spoke um, anonymously for legal reasons, apparently. But uh, Phillips wasn't the big leader like he is in the movie, says one crew member. Um, uh, it says here... Uh, uh, he had a bad reputation for at least 12 years prior to the events that happened in this movie, known as a sullen and self-righteous captain. 
quote, no one wants to sail with him, he says. Um, after the hijacking, 11, cruise member, uh, 11 crew members uh, have sued the Maersk uh, Line and the Waterman Steamship Corp, alleging willful, wanton, and conscious disregard for their safety. It says, quote, the crew had begged Captain Phillips not to go so close to the Somali coast. Uh, he told them he wouldn't let pirates scare him or force him to sail away from the coast. Uh, Phillips had uh, taken command of the Maersk in, uh, late in March '09. Um, left Forum, says the crew member, was a detailed anti-piracy plan now used by all ships per the International Maritime Organization. Should pirates get too close, uh, crew cuts the lights and power and locks themselves below deck. Um, quote, he didn't, want to do, he didn't want anything to do with this because it wasn't his plan. He was very arrogant. Um, over this... Uh, uh, over a three-week period, 16 ships in the same region have been attacked by pirates and eight have been taken hostage. Um, as the film opens, Hanks is seen assiduously tending to safety protocols. Let's tighten up security, he orders. I want everything closed, locked, even in port. Yeah. And Phillips admitted that even on board, he got seven emails about increased piracy off Somalia, each exhorting ships to move farther offshore by at least 600 miles. But the Maersk was only 235 miles off the coast. Um Phillips says he doesn't know exactly how far off, but apparently we do, thanks to GPS and stuff. Um, so uh, uh, Phillips ignored every message and later admitted he didn't share the warnings with the crew. Um, meanwhile, another crew member was tasked with keeping track of other ships in the region. Um, using emails, a chart was built. Um, and uh, when presented with this data, Phillips ignored it, according to this uh, guy. Um, in the movie, Hanks tells his crew, who are depicted as lazy coffee guzzlers who fall back on the security of their union-protected employment, yeah. that their job is to get the cargo ship from point A to point B in the shortest, cheapest time possible. That makes sense. Obviously, you are going to do that. Um, but uh, in this uh, situation, says the crew member, the Maersk veered off course by 180 degrees south, which was during the first attack. Um he said we had two pirate attacks over 18 hours. Is that in the movie? I only saw the first half. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah, okay. And there was just one. Well, they they attempted mm -hmm. a hijacking and okay. got away. And then the next day, they because their boat malfunctioned, oh. and then the next day they came back Ooh, with okay. a different uh, okay, I didn't engine know that. setup. Um, so apparently what uh, in real life, what he was doing was not the security drill they portrayed in the movie. It was He was doing a fire drill. And, um, uh, okay. So, uh, apparently as they're doing the fire drill, uh, pirate boats come into view, clearly chasing them. Um, the, this anonymous person says, uh, we said, you want us to knock it off and go to our pirate stations. And, uh, captain Phillips says, no, 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 you've got to do the lifeboats drill. That's how screwed up he is. These are drills we need to do once a year, two boats of pirates. And he doesn't give a, a something, something dash dash T that's the kind of guy he is. Um, so uh, uh, they end up um, uh, the crew. Basically, they say that he left them on their own. Um, Phillips didn't uh, didn't say what his plan was. Uh, apparently, his plan was when the pirates come aboard, we throw our hands in the air and say, oh, the pirates are here. We're going to done. Uh, the chief engineer said we're going downstairs and locking ourselves in. And then they hid in the room in the engine room in 130 degree heat for 12 hours. Um, as Phillips and three other crew members are being held at gunpoint, yet Phillips uh, um, tells the Post that things weren't actually that dire. The ship, Phillips says, quote, was actually never taken. Um, so it took the chief engineer to lead the crew downstairs and lock them in. It was the chief engineer, Mike Perry, who disabled all the systems. Chief Perry, who attacked the chief pirate, seizing him and using him as a bargaining chip for Phillips. 
Uh, most of this, it says, is accurate and depicted in the movie until the moment of exchange when the Marist crew tries to swap the pirates for Phillips. Um, we vowed, quote, that we were going to take this to our graves. We weren't going to say anything, Perry told CNN. Uh, that's when we hear this PR stuff about it giving itself up, and the whole crew's like, what? So they weren't going to spoil Captain Phillips' uh, movie career, apparently. Um, it says here um, in the movie... Hank says, if you're going to shoot somebody, shoot me, he pleads in the film. But in real life, crew members say the pirates just reneged on the deal, grabbing the guy and making off with Phillips. Um, four days later, he was rescued. Um, and uh, apparently uh, the way he uh, massaged the story was too much for the crew. So anyway, um, I'm sorry that was a longer aside than I thought. Um, but uh, the point is that uh, apparently uh, real life doesn't always mirror the movies. And that's a shame, isn't it? Well, no, unless of course it, I mean, you're watching it, Twelve Monkeys. It is a in movie. In which case, we're very glad. It is a movie with the screenplay and stuff like that. Yeah. So you gotta. Yeah. I mean, you know, it may yeah. be based on a true story, but but. Yeah, I just I, movies are are make believe and and altered. Tom, uh, the fact that Tom Hanks is in a movie does not make me say I've got to go see it because of Tom Hanks. I I don't think I've seen a movie because Tom Hanks is in it since Bachelor Party. That was a good movie. Though. Really? Yeah. The other movie I saw was um, Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh oh. And, uh, and, uh, so you're the person who saw it. Congratulations. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. I loved it. It was just excellent. fun. Did you Check your head at the door. Yeah. It was fun. Did you ever see The Expendables 2? Yes. Okay. Um, I liked the first Expendables more than the second Expendables. I never saw the second one. The first one I, I gave... Uh, Stallone credit for actually trying to write a script. I mean, it wasn't just it wasn't just cutting people in two with huge guns. Which it was that, but uh, Stallone, you could tell he truly tried to craft a movie that just happened to have action in it, as opposed to the other way around. Now, didn't um, Schwarzenegger? No, it was it was Rocky and Die Hard. Didn't they have a Twitter war or a Twitter flame war or something like that? There, well. Sylvester Stallone, they didn't have a Twitter war, but Sylvester Stallone tweeted something about Bruce Willis wanting more money mm, to okay. be in Expendables 3. And as a result, he's not going to be in Expendables 3, so they got Han Solo to be in it. Awesome. Okay. Um, I liked Escape Plan. It was silly. Uh, there were some really cool things about it. Seeing Arnold holding a big old gun and just <laughs> in slow motion, that was like going home again. Was it, uh, did it take place in the future? No, present day. Um, did, did he say, I'll be back? No, but Dang it. his new line from this one is, you hit like a vegetarian. Ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah. That burn, was, vegans. How you feel about that, huh? You like a vegetarian. You still, uh, you still pretty happy with yourself, vegans? But I, mm. there was not a bunch of one-liners in this movie. Oh, that's too I, bad. I really enjoyed it. Who wrote the movie? Do you remember? Neither Sylvester Stallone nor Arnold Schwarzenegger had anything to do with the writing or the directing. They were they, interesting. They were just stars. Yeah. And I would not have guessed that. Did they leave room for a sequel? Um, there well, was nothing I I mean, that did, was left hanging, no okay. plot threads or whatever. But I could see them figuring out yeah, how they to can make always a sequel. Do that, yeah. Yes. Um, do you know the story behind what's going on? The director was Michael Hafstrom. Yes. Apparently. Written by Mike Chapman and Jason Keller. I hate this. IMDb. Stop being so stupid. It says writers Miles Chapman screenplay, Jason Keller screenplay. One more credit. 
you know what? You could have listed the freaking name and the space <laughs> took you to say one more credit. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to yeah. drive traffic through the websites. They get more hits for, you know, ad time, face, whatever purposes, but that's bogus, here's the Here's the basic story. Sylvester Stallone is a man who breaks out of prisons He's Ray Breslin. For, a li- for a living to test the maximum security-ness yes. of certain facilities. Yeah, isn't that like a specialty he breaks out of prisons for a living? And, yeah, and he wrote a book about it. And awesome. um, that that does seem very kind of funny and sweet. preposterous to yeah. me. We should bit. we should call him the Birdman. He's um, Edgar from uh, from Men in Black was his business partner. Uh, Vincent Edgar. D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, okay, good. Give me the bug sugar. Yes, <laughs> in water. In water. Um, Jesus was the bad guy. What? Jim Caviezel. Oh, okay. Was the bad guy Thank in the you. movie? Um. I'm not going to say a lot more because I don't want to spoil anything. So you say pers- you... person of interest was in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and it sounds better than saying Jesus was the bad guy. Yeah, it made me a little tense. Yeah. So, but then I realized that Jesus wouldn't mind. And, person and of I, interest I was, okay was, with it. was the bad guy. Um, but uh, I liked it. It was silly. Yes. Was it silly? Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah. I had a, a lot of fun with it. There was a couple of reveals that really, one reveal especially went. Oh, now that's pretty freaking cool. Did you uh, pay full price for it? Yeah, I did. Okay, and fair I, enough. And Late Show. Okay. And I'm happy with awesome. it. Awesome. It was fun. It was fun. So I'm going to guess that there was enough noise that you have to worry about falling asleep on it then? No, it was it was fun. Good. Um, the, uh, the guy we thought was the Mandarin from the first Iron Man movie. Yes. He, and the captain from the first Star Trek movie who uh, Nero killed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who left Jim yeah. yes, Jim Kirk's father yes. in charge? Yeah. He was in this movie. He's a gentleman of some Middle Eastern. The Juggernaut was in this movie. Descent, Southeastern Asian. Vinnie Jones. He was in this movie. Excellent. Lost a lot of weight. Really? A lot of weight. But he looked still looked like I kept expecting him. To so go, is he, Do you know who I am? It, I'm the Juggernaut. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but he didn't. So did he pull a... Um, now you're yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Brian. Blame it on Frank. Who's with you, people? God, the pizza hasn't even shown up yet. I know. That's crazy. I know. It's, uh, it's here. getting late. Oh, oh no. Don't do it. Oh, They're it's contagious. too late. Okay. Yes, if you like there. action movies and just check your head movies and yeah. you want to see Arnold back in action holding a big gun in slow motion, it's worth see, going to that's see. That's the movie. reason I've wanted, uh, against my better judgment, to rent uh, G.I. Joe Retribution. Retaliation. Retaliation. Thank that you. That one, because that's got was good. That's got compared that's to the got first. Willie compared to the first G.I. Joe movie. Yes. That one is like Citizen Kane. I thought the first I one defined dumb fun. The I love really the first one because it was dumb fun. It was just very dumb. That's a checker. That had Sienna up. Miller in it, who's not awful. But the second one intrigued me so much, but it I just missed it when it was in the theater. I'll just have to catch I, it. I liked it very much. It's, I, like, uh, it's, on, it's on my list to see because I, I think that's a franchise you can have a lot of fun with. That was like me with Kick Rear Ghosts. Um, Wanted to see it. Didn't get there. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I've seen recently. Um, I took uh, the kids. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, but they had not seen Despicable Me 2 yet. We went and saw that in glorious 3D I haven't, I haven't at seen the Dollar one. Theater. Um, just just like the first movie. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was sweet. It was well done. Does uh, it make you hate DreamWorks or whoever does it? <laughs> no. It actually, the first movie, uh, I had the weirdest sensation walking out of that movie. I was just happy. 
yeah. at the end of that movie. Well, it was it, a it, sweet movie. It physically, it literally made me happy. Yeah. Um, and the same thing happened with with uh, Despicable Me Two. It was that was a cool movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, dude, don't don't go watch Turbo or any of that junk. Go see Despicable Me Two. The movie that movie is good enough. It deserves your uh, your patronage. I saw the first one people. recently again. Yeah, it reminded me of just how good it was. Yeah, and it's just it's really cool because it's just it's just like you don't expect a movie to kind of hit all the right notes, and uh, it's cool. You know they they've ramped up the factor a little bit. He's now you know working for the good guys, almost a Terminator Two kind of thing. You know, yeah. but they've uh, the the good guys have, have kind of appropriated him. Pizza's here. Yes, stand by. I have been uh, getting into binging a little bit on um, Doctor Who, and I finally okay. got to the 11th Doctor, Yeah, which is, I think I have two more seasons to go, and then I'll be kind of caught up. Boy, this has been an adventure. I really wish I had gotten into Doctor Who a lot. You're still making your... Um, I'm still making my list. Spreadsheet? Yeah, I'm still working on it. I just do a little bit at a time. Um the hard part is going back and doing the retro shows, the the, uh, mm-hmm. the older original Doctor Who's. And for those who don't remember, I'm creating a, a spreadsheet of when the Doctor, where he was in time, because he jumps around in time a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I want to be able to cross-reference when certain Doctors could have possibly met each other mm-hmm. in time, see if they were at the same time and same place. So... Um, I'm do, I'm doing that with it, but it it's a lot of fun. It's a man for for a cheesy series, which I, which it is. Um, I still love it. It's it's so much fun. It's I, I don't know why I always thought it was going to be one thing, but it's it's a lot of adventure. Basically, is what it is, and clever one-liners, and and I think you really have to relate to the character who's playing Doctor Who at the time. Uh, David Tennant, he was the uh, he is the tenth Doctor. He's a, apparently the fan favorite. Everyone loves him. He's always been the favorite Doctor, and uh, and luckily, uh, luckily that was the one that I got on board with. They're in larges. They gave us a medium and a small. Oh wow! How'd that happen? So, how do you how do you run out of larges? So you got one, I got one, or Jeez. something like that. Ugh. All right, so you, I'm sorry. What were you saying about the good doctor? Oh, just I'm catching up with it. I, yeah. I'm already up to the eleventh doctor. I'm sorry, which one's uh, the eleventh doctor? Amy Pond. Oh yeah, okay. Is, okay. is his? Uh, How far into that are you? Comrades? Still first second first episode. Season? Oh. Se- for second season oh, of the new doctor or second episode of the new doctor. Okay, wow. Um, there are some amazing stories that happen in that uh, in those three years. I uh, the David Tennant years was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I could not believe some of the storylines that they it, yeah. that they threw my way. Um, the show continues its its run of excellence. In fact, I think the writing um, gets even better. And th- one thing I like personally is that uh, Russell Davies is the guy who uh, was tasked with reinventing and recreating the show mm-hmm. when it uh, premiered or came back mm-hmm. in '05. And uh, he was good, but I didn't like all of his choices. And uh, uh, a, another guy named Stephen Moffat ended up uh, starting to do some writing for him. And uh, eventually he uh, succeeded. Russell Davies went off to go concentrate on Torchwood, which he was also doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what else. I don't know if there was any politics. I don't know if he got shoved out or if it was a decision to leave. But Russell Moffat uh, took over 
um, Steve Moffat, pardon me. And I think that uh, his influence is clear on the direction of the show um, in the second and third seasons of uh, Matt Smith's run. They, um, I think it just, it just, some of those, my point is it keeps getting better. Are just amazing. They are the biggest universe changing story. I know. Isn't it great? And it's just like, after that, after you see one big arc, you're like, where could this possibly go? And then they do it. Oh again. yeah, they, they got they places do to go. Again. By the way, Donna, mm-hmm. Donna Noble, maybe my favorite companion from what I've seen. I know oh, how cool. More out there, but for being such a a whiny know it all, mm-hmm. there's just something about her that just I loved. Yeah, um, just uh, I think my my favorite two part. How can I say this without spoilers? Okay, um, just remember the term Rory the Centurion. Okay, when you, when you get up to that. You let me know if that doesn't just. Well, I'm done with her. Does she come back? Who? Amy Uh, Pond and Noble? No, no, no. This is I'm talking about Amy Pond and uh, uh, her uh, her beau Rory become uh, you know Matt Smith's uh, traveling companions. Gotcha. Okay. But there's a two part episode um, where uh, Rory uh, Rory gets the nickname the Centurion, and um, the reason why is it'll blow your socks clean off of you is what it will do. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. All right, Brad, you got some music for us? No. You want to know why? Oh, yeah, because it's I have Bill. music for you. You're just sick hey, of... what you're, does the fox say anyway? <laughs> it's a really just, good question. You're sick of house music. All right, before you do that, let, let me do the boilerplate real quick. You've been listening to A Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail. And follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830. Now, HHW Radio, what you got? Don't forget oh, episode 350 if you want to participate. Yeah, it's not too late. Send us an email with your favorite songs from 86, 96, and aught 6 and your phone number, and we'll let you know if you're going to be on or not. I and really like the way you said aught 6 That's <laughs> cool. Um, I'm uh, trying to cue this up as we speak. I've got the mute button on right now, by the way. Um, but uh, I've been, uh, as I mentioned last week or so, I've been in kind of a really weird mood lately, and uh, that is all good. Um, with that said, um, I have taken uh, a lot of you, the good listener, on a journey through... Uh, the Rolling Stones. That's a, a that's, callback. That's to, a, I think that's an inside joke. Yeah. You know, um, episodes. Yes. And uh, someday we'll explain it to you guys and we'll all laugh. Um, but, uh, but for now, uh, what's going on here is that I have decided to, uh, um, to move away from the, uh, the house music, which I have been enjoying. And I'm still enjoying, by the way. I'm still listening to it in the car. Um, but I've decided that uh, what we need to do right now is, uh, is we need to rock. <clears throat> And no, I'm not going to play. Um, I'm not going to play. Uh, I want to rock. Rock. Dun, 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 dun. No, uh, D. Snyder will not be making an appearance uh, during my uh, uh, bits of, um, I want of this. To rock. Oh, jeez, this uh, this song. Uh, this is making me crazy. Um, so I've decided to go back and uh, uh, turn your ears up, people. Crank the knob up and rip it off. Because I am going to introduce you. I'm going to guess that I'm introducing most of you to this because I seriously doubt that anybody has ever heard of the band Failure. Um, they uh, became 
at one point. I'm I'm not familiar with the band, but Failure, I'm familiar with well, that. I'm with you there, buddy. Um, so Failure uh, was a three-piece, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't do my homework, so I can't tell you as much about the band as I would like to. But uh, they did some really wicked uh, concept straight-ahead rock you and roll. You know, the Internet is a popular source of information. That's absolutely true, and I did not use it to research this, so my humble apologies. I can tell you that... Uh, that a couple of the band members uh, went on to form a band uh, with a cool name called Year of the Rabbit after they did this. Um, but this is track two off uh, Failure's Fantastic Planet album. And uh, this is a track that I like to call Sergeant Politeness. Sergeant Politeness. 